I bet that if God created a poll on the most commonly asked question by humans throughout their lives, it would not be, why do I or why do we exist, but rather some variation of, why is this happening to me? It's the age-old question and is the very reason why we titled the podcast The Wise Whys. Because the whys that we ask internally can be useful for growth and change on our path towards overall wellness, whereas the external whys, like the probable most popular mentioned a moment ago, creates a never-ending loop of unknowable mental queries that can weigh on us and ultimately drain us of our valuable energy without any sort of benefit. If this sounds the slightest bit familiar, then keep this episode streaming. And whether you've been listening to us from the very beginning or just found us, we have finally reached 100 episodes. That is four years of information in our back catalog that you can go through where we cover topics such as finding your authentic self, how to emotionally process, all the way to how to deal with death and working on the various pillars like acceptance and spirituality. So if we mention any topics in these episodes that you want to expand your knowledge on, feel free to go to our back catalog by going to wise-wise.com, W-I-S-E-W-H-Y-S.com. And the most important thing that we wanted to say after reaching the 100 milestone marker is thank you. Thank you. We have much gratitude to everyone out there working on yourselves and allowing us to be part of your growth and change as an individual. Also want to thank you all for sharing the podcast as we are seeing our numbers climb and we have you guys to thank. And as we expand into more people's homes and ears, we will also be expanding our information more. So be on the lookout for some changes and some expansion items along those lines. So again, Alexander and I send you much, much, much gratitude for being here, listening to us, but also, most importantly, working on yourselves and changing your own lives, which is also changing the lives of those around you. The world needs it right now, and you guys are stepping up to the plate. So thank you so much. And now, let's focus on relaxing and listening. And let's journey. Uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Thank you for being here and listening to the Wise Wise Podcast. I am Aaron Keith. Along with me for the ride is Alexander. one and only Alexander here. Alexander, how are you today? I'm doing lovely, man. The weather here in North Carolina is really nice. and So yeah, we're going to get into some crispness today. 
definitely it's been very crisp outside for the last month i feel like we've skipped fall and winter is not my favorite <laughs> if yes. i had a preference yes i might be heading to the islands uh, yeah calling well, me. that is that is great so you'll have to send <laughs> me some nice sunny pictures from hawaii that's right all right well today we are going to be discussing why things happen in life whether it be illness or Maybe even we think it's like karmic or death or around events where we feel like we don't get what we want or what we feel like we deserve. All these things, we definitely could use a different way of looking at them because they can tend to drain our energy on all five levels. And of course, on this podcast, we discuss overall wellness on the five levels. Alexander, do you want to bring those in? The physical, the mental the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual. And all five of those levels are constantly being affected by our decisions, by our views, by our actions. And I think this is going to be a topic that kind of relates to the title of this podcast, you know, the wise wise, and why this perspective is just going to be another way to look at external things that happen to us and how to bring a little wisdom into it and to give just another view of how to approach that. When an unexpected event happens, we are often left questioning, why is this happening to me? Of course, like you said, the title of this podcast is a lot of the main work, which is bringing those questions internally. Mm -hmm. But why is that important? And why when we have something that we're questioning, why is it important to go through this process that we're going to outline? How is it affecting the five levels that we just brought up? Can you go through the situation like we have in the past and bring it in where we start out at that spiritual level and go all the way down where it eventually affects us on the physical? Because I feel like many people recognize the physical when we get illness mm-hmm. we can recognize something's wrong in our body or we can think that it's a virus that has come into us and is causing us illness but we can also shift our perspective and look at it from this overall wellness perspective as having another reason and the reason why we would do this is to find that gold mine where we can adjust our perspective so that these types of situations have less of a chance of happening again. And it also betters our life overall. Yeah. So starting off, well, I'll give the list of the levels and how the just philosophy sees that most situations happen. And it begins in the spiritual level with doubt. When we have an experience in our life to where we judge in a negative way, instead of being able to see how it can be useful to us. And so that doubt, see, activates the mental state, which is where the judge lives. Is this right or is this so-called wrong? And as soon as that judgment is made, then the emotions are activated. And the emotions go into association with whatever the belief system is behind that level of right or that level of so-called wrong that the mind or the mental level dictated. And then over time, that emotional experience weakens the energetic field in the area that holds that emotion. 
So this was what makes us more susceptible in the physical body to viruses or bacterias or accidents or anything that can be from a pulled muscle to a chronic illness. And so that's the order of the way that it goes through the fields at level of denseness as well. And that's why sometimes the physical issue can be a delayed response. So the external wise, say Patty at work is talking to Gloria and Gloria says something demeaning to Patty. And then when Gloria leaves, Patty turns to a friend and says, why does Gloria have to treat me that way? You know, that why can never really be answered fully. Now, somebody may go ask her, and she may be aware that she's doing it or not. And so that energy just starts to dissipate the usefulness of that energy. And many times, even when you get an explanation, it's not good enough. But if you turn that inside and you just merely say, why am I allowing Gloria to bother me? No matter how she speaks to me. Now, that is an area that lots of strength and different direction, a change in vibration, many different things can happen to strengthen all five of those levels rather than weaken them. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is not whether this is the right or wrong way to view things that are happening in your life, but a way to utilize this perception for your overall wellness on all five of these levels. And this is definitely an episode for everyone because everyone goes through events that they didn't want to happen or having an emotional reaction because of it happening. And a lot of what happens in these times, if we have resistance, if we see these events as a negative or as resisting even accepting that they exist or have happened, then we are kind of creating our own hell internally because our mind is constantly questioning. It then turns into a lot of worry or anxiety in the chest. And like you were talking about going through those five levels, it does uh, really affect us on the physical and we can get run down. We can be more susceptible to viruses. And I do want to run through a bunch of uh, different events that could happen uh, in a little bit. But let's talk about how this can create your own hell and why it's beneficial to do this work and make or at least we suggest making everything that happens useful in its own way so that we're constantly learning and adjusting and adapting as we move throughout this earthly plane. Yes, because remember there's a old wise saying that I'm not sure where it came from, but it's not the strongest that will survive and it's not the smartest that will survive, but it's the one that can adapt. And that's what we're talking about here is that we're going to bring physics into it and math here a little bit and vibration and frequencies. We're all carrying a certain frequency that we're emitting, multiple frequencies, and these frequencies are affected by our thoughts, by our moods, by our emotions. And that was what I just went through on the five different levels of how it kind of each affects the next one. And when we go through things like our culture hears the word stress all the time, but nobody still really knows what that is or it's such a broad topic. 
And it does need to be broken down to specifically what is bothering the person so that they know what to adjust because the word stress is just too big of a word. So if you choose something like uh, the emotion worry, which is very, very prominent now, worry is typically in the abdomen area where it affects on the physical body. And worry energy, sexual energy, and creative energy are all very similar, if not the same, energies being dispersed three different ways. So someone that isn't sexually active and they're not creative or don't feel that they're creative, there is a very high likelihood that they are going to worry and that they're going to have digestion issues. And all of this fits together. So when somebody has a boss that they feel like talks down to them, and they worry every time the boss is walking toward them. They're literally creating that own hell in their world by how they're choosing to perceive this situation or this interaction that's coming up with their boss. But see, nothing has really happened. (laughs) All that is happening is the boss is walking towards her, and the boss may just go to the bathroom, but that person on the receiving end will still affect their five levels in that way. Like I said, it started with doubt, which activated the mind, which said, oh, be in fear. You're in danger. Okay, that emotion goes out. It makes the person tense up to interrupt their energetic flow. And then, like I said, it's going to have an effect on the physical part of the body and the abdomen or the stomach or intestines areas. And then if you bring in the energetic side at a deeper level of bringing the energy centers of the chakras in, then normally that's around the first or second chakra or a combination of both of them. So, see, all of that information is very useful as opposed to Gloria worrying about her boss walking towards her, of her going, why does he have to treat me this way? Or why does he treat me this way? Or why doesn't he treat me better? Those whys are so exhausting And meanwhile, the same reactions are happening internally. And the longer this goes on over a longer period of time, the more chronic the issue becomes. And so this is why somebody can go have a a surgery or something and fix it, you know, maybe their abdomen. Maybe they have ulcers, which is very common for worrying. And they get an operation and take care of that, but they don't change the environment. They don't change the way that they interact with their boss So guess what? There's a high likelihood that those ulcers are going to come back. So everything in the Just Philosophy and what we discuss here on the Wise Wise podcast is to be this internal investigator and to use why in a useful way to strengthen yourself, to bring wellness and healing in, and to shift your vibration. There is a connection to the law of attraction, but it's, it's viewed very different from the Just Philosophy's view. See, we're literally changing our vibration. And as we stay in that worry, you're going to continue to attract people into your world to play that role so that you can learn to move past it. Most people choose not to learn the lessons, and so they're constantly going, why do I always find the person that's going to do this to me? And no matter where I go, there's somebody that does this to me. And the answer is because you are allowing that to happen. And life is trying to help you to move past it, to change your vibration through your perception of how you see this interaction. That's the very first step. 
And so we're going to have in this 45 minutes to an hour, I think, a, a lot of useful information for people and in ways to shift that perception and start this deep internal self-authentic change. And as you were giving that example about the person reacting or having that internal why why her boss was doing that, if somebody does take that position and is asking, why is my boss doing this to me or why are they saying this to me, and they dwell on that and they allow their mental process to just keep asking that question or they kind of take on some anxiety or fear around it or worry, that's going to then open them up to uh, not being energetically strong enough to withstand other sorts of perceived attacks. Like maybe they're driving home and somebody does something wrong in their mind, like cuts in front of them or something in the car. And so they may have road rage and that may exacerbate that. And it's a constant snowball rolling down the hill if we're not constantly looking and evaluating where our levels are and then utilizing this work to try to get back to that more grounded and state of overall wellness. Right? Yes, yes. And even viruses and many things, again, to view it that we're adjusting our frequency and then come into being a match for whatever that issue is, whether it's a car wreck or whether it's a death of someone that you love or it's a virus or something like that how it is affecting you, how things have been affecting you is going to determine many times how that virus affects you or how that death affects you or how that job change affects you. So see, there's associations with everything that happens in the present that creates some kind of reaction. There's more than likely some kind of association with something in the past and so that's why it's being created in the present is normally to show us that we have healing to do from our past that we haven't dealt with yet. Or this situation in the present would not be affecting us to the extent that it does. When you consistently work on emotional processing, you have a much different buffer when things happen in your life. The less that people process their emotions, typically the more reactive that they are. So this is just a good barometer, not a judgment, but a barometer for all the listeners out there to pay attention to how reactive you are. It's not a judgment, but it's just showing maybe how full emotionally that you are and that hopefully something in this podcast will gear you in a direction to possibly get a human design and cards reading to understand your authentic self deeper, possibly get a private session to work in to understanding your traumas at a better level so that you can release them so that these energetic vibrations can be adjusted to a higher, more resonant frequency to not attract in, so to say, all of these situations in your life, especially if they seem to be happening over and over and over. That's a very key sign that there's a lesson here to learn and that you may be just resisting to learn it. I think this episode does go well with our most recent uh, release, which is on overall wellness. And so this does kind of build upon that. But as Alexander mentioned, if you want to learn how to process your emotions, if that concept 
seems foreign to you because maybe this is the first or second episode of the Wise Wise podcast that you've ever listened to, we do have a whole catalog of 100 back episodes. And I will leave a list of a few that relate to this one with the links in the show notes. So feel free to check that out after. Now, Alexander, let's get into a few examples of events that can happen in life where people may find themselves resisting or not happy with what's happening. And then maybe we can talk about potentially why this could be happening and maybe how they could shift their perspective around that to get closer or to kind of rebuild themselves closer to overall wellness. The first one, like you've mentioned, is an illness of some kind. So we can talk about the virus or a virus, getting some sort of virus. Why would something like this happen to somebody in the eyes of the just philosophy? Well, it could be for many different reasons, but the one main reason is there's something to learn. And normally there's something that we've been doing for weeks or months or years previous to lead up to this that has been weakening our immune system, weakening our energetic layout, all five of those levels, to make us to be in alignment for this situation. Now, we can discuss some hypotheticals here, but I also want to go into some actual experiences. I can speak for myself, and maybe you can bring up some experiences that you've had. But every illness or everything that the physical body experiences doesn't have to be something bad. Sometimes it's actually a detoxing that's happening that can seem like the common cold or some kind of virus when really you're finishing a level of healing and the physical body is the last level to work through that healing because it's the most dense. So one of the most recent situations with myself that I can share is that I hardly ever through my life have dealt with head colds. But just about three weeks ago, I got one. I had to cancel a couple of events due to it. But I knew right away that the pressure and the drainage that I was getting through my sinuses, that that's connected to bitterness and resentment. And so I happen to know that three months ago, with my two sons that live out in Hawaii, they're 29 now, and with multiple other people that I was associated in my close circle, I adjusted the way that I was giving my energy, my time, my money, every facet of my life to my core because what had happened is a certain experience brought up a recognition that I felt bitter in a moment. And anytime we recognize an emotion, it's probably been happening for a while in the subconscious before it comes into that conscious mind. So as soon as I saw that for the first time, I wanted to get rid of that right away. So this is why I made the adjustments. I went and I had a private conversation with everyone involved. I was not complaining. I was not telling anyone that they did anything wrong, but I was informing that I was adjusting my energy because what was happening with bitterness is typically overgiving is involved. And that's the giver's responsibility, not the receiver's. So I made that adjustment three months ago. So when the head cold come in, I understood from the work that I've been doing for over 25 years or in combination with that, that this was the physical level releasing this. And 
I went into it with that attitude, with that understanding, and paid attention to my attitude when I had to cancel a couple of events to make sure that I'm thankful. Because, see, this is a healing that's happening. And if anybody has ever done a liver detox or a kidney detox or any detox like that, if you do it a little bit too fast, you will get nauseous and you will get flu-like symptoms. But, see, there's not something wrong you're just maybe pushing your physical body a little bit too hard. This was a three-month issue that had been resolving, and I'd working on all the levels simultaneously to finally get to that physical to release. And so I didn't have to go through viewing that there was something wrong with my body. I was able to hold the strength that it was going to work through this really quickly. And through the grace of the divine, that's what my experience was. So that's an issue that could have been, some people may say that it was a virus or viewed as a negative illness. And again, the experience that you have is going to be directly linked to your perception of it. So that's an actual situation that I've experienced all the stages of that. Now, is there anything that you can think of that you've kind of walked through and worked to that level or, or maybe not even to that level? I will say that throughout this whole pandemic, it's been interesting. Some of my friends that I've interacted with who bought into the media fear and just lived in that fear of getting it, ended up getting it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was interesting to watch that kind of attraction, whether it was attraction or whether it was the fear was bringing them down, was draining their energy so that it allowed this... To become a virus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To go into their body and do whatever it was doing. And then to see some of them change their perception of it after having it. And I've heard some experiences where they received a lot of judgment for putting themselves in a position of getting it. And so that kind of was a wake up call to them after buying into it all and then seeing how they were treated. I guess that's a separate issue, but that, that was just something that I observed. And also I was talking to a listener just the other day and they mentioned that when they got COVID, it was like a cold, but once they got tested and found out they were positive for it, they almost had worse symptoms because there's that label that goes with the sickness where you're like, okay, well, this specific illness has these specific traits or symptoms and it's yeah. almost like you're, I don't want to say creating it, but some sort of something on an energetic level, right? Yeah, very similar to the word cancer. As soon as someone hears that, it's very difficult to get back out of the mind, like all the negative connotations that's connected with that word. And now with the, the COVID, it's very similar. That one word carries so much weight and opinion in it. And so it can be something even like a physical injury I think I've used before, like a football player can take a similar hit thousands of times, but then maybe he gets an argument with his father and maybe he's expressing how he felt like his father didn't support him growing up. And that energy is stored on the right side of the body, the masculine, and normally knees represent our support. And so by him getting that player getting frustrated and expressing that disgust with the father or maybe with his wife or somebody like that, you can view it as like activating that old trauma, which weakens, as I said, all five of those levels. 
And then that football player gets hit at an angle that he's been hit a thousand times and it could blow his knee out or tear his ACL or injure it to say the least. And this, all his body, his physical body was weakened through an emotional expression and how he was looking at it mentally and how he's still holding on to the anger, to the rage. Seeing how all of this connects together helps, the most important part, it helps with the healing of it. Because when you can release at all five of those levels simultaneously, that's when the human body, the physical part, heals miraculously. So seeing how all five of these levels, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual all work together is one of the main purposes of this particular episode. And quickly, we can even get into what I have today. I woke up with like a pulled muscle in my left kind of shoulder blade around that area. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned to you when I walked in this morning that I pulled a muscle sleeping because I didn't have it. And then I woke up and I think I can explain it away as I slept in a vulnerable position. But what would you say to that? Because when you have like a, a hurt or a pain or a pulled muscle, there's clues as to what emotion it sure. is from and depending on where it is in your body. So what would you say yeah. to that? Well, normally shoulders represents First of all, present day, different areas of the body represent different times of your life, but shoulders are like present day. Right shoulders is your own type of responsibilities and things that you feel responsible to do for yourself and that type of thing. And left shoulder is many times we're carrying the burden of somebody else. So left shoulder stuff that you said could be around you know, hoping that you can help somebody, feeling even responsible for them to a certain degree. If there's any friction of how things are being taken care of or anything, that can be part of the strain of a pulled muscle. So that's just good information for you to look at over the last three weeks to three months and see if there is anything like weighing on you. And if you can release that from the mental, the emotional, and the energetic standpoint, the majority of the time, the physical discomfort goes away. And it's commonly heard from me that pain seems through my experience to reside in the energetic and emotional level. And we've been, I think, duped to think that it's connected more to the physical level. But that's up for further discussion and further investigation. But that's been my own experience when I went through seven years of excruciating chest pain and it got resolved through the release of frustration. All right, let's transition uh, into death. And of course, we're talking about death of people close to you, dearest to you, not your actual death, because then you wouldn't be here to do the work. <laughs> so when somebody does have like a death in the family or a death of a really close friend, or lover, what can somebody take from that? Why would these things happen in one's life? Of course, you're dealing with multiple people there, so it is kind of more complex than ailments happening to you. Yeah, the why someone has to die is just, again, a, another wasted question because the fact and the known fact is we all have to die. And the other fact is is that none of us really know when. And so... It can seem unfair, like my experience of having uh, my partner Sherry pass, you know, at just 46 years old. There was a part of me at that time that felt that that was unfair, that she was too young. But people die at all ages. 
So again, it's just a construct of what I was taught, which created my judgment. And in order to get to my healing, I had to change my thought process to get out of judgment. And the way that I work with people through death is rather than focusing on the why this had to happen, to focus on what that person represented to you. What if you could just use one word or one phrase to say, when this person's name is said, that's the very first thing that I think about. When we can take that and bring pieces of that into our own being, that to me is one of the most extreme ways to honor someone that has passed, is to honor them by taking on what they represented and becoming more like that. So developing, again, this may be challenging. And we always say through the just philosophy, if it's challenging, it's probably good for you. And so, see, when you're working on that within your own being, you're in touch with their vibration. You're in touch with that spirit, the memories of that person. And bringing them into your daily life is, as I said earlier, just such an honor. And it makes us better. And like I said, it makes us uh, kind of absorb part of their essence, if you will. And so I think that that's a better way to approach when Sherry passed. The thing that I could remember about her first off was just how much she enjoyed life. And I had never known anybody that just enjoyed everyday mundane things the way that she did. And so that's what I brought into my life. And now for 14 years, I've been working on enjoying this plane, not thinking so much and trying to figure so much out that I did through my 20s and my 30s and some of my 40s. But to really work at bringing her essence into my life by enjoying my life more. And sometimes I just sit back and I'll give an ode to her because I'm just in enjoyment. And before her passing, I didn't even understand the phrase, just enjoy life. I can say that I didn't. So that's the way that I've honored her. And I hope that some people out there that's listening to this that may have lost someone either recently or uh, in the distant past, that this technique will be useful, bringing them some processing and some release. I think some of these events that we're kind of bringing up can also create trauma if we aren't constantly practicing this work or keeping it in mind because a death can be really traumatic to somebody and that can create further issues going forward in their life but also it can bring in abandonment issues like if somebody has them from their childhood and then suddenly somebody close to them dies they could have a reaction to that out of abandonment right yeah yeah that's going to be what we call emotional triggers and if the first death that triggered that isn't processed and taken care of then yes every death moving forward will be a traumatic experience for that person So again, this is how we can work on healing the past, the present, and the future all simultaneously by taking what life is presenting to us and being the investigator, like I said, rather than the judge, getting away from whether you do it or didn't do it or you did it or didn't do it, but go into where have I done this and really be that investigator and releasing these emotions is imperative to our overall wellness. And I think our, not just our culture, but I think the world, especially over the last year and a half, are seeing the effects of negative emotions 
and it will continue to be that over the next few years, the results of how people have handled this pandemic that has been presented to us. And so it's always working on multiple levels on a global scale, then on a more country size scale, and then on a family scale, and then on a personal scale. So to realize that we're dealing with all four of those levels kind of minimally all the time is just worth everybody just taking a deep breath and maybe relaxing just a little bit because sometimes we get caught up in to thinking that it's all us and there's many different facets going on simultaneously but reflecting inward and releasing traumas from the past is almost always going to be useful and healing for the present and what about something a little less serious something that we probably deal with more than illness or death maybe we have a friend or a family member that we could judge as betraying us I was going to bring in like the maybe you didn't get the promotion that you wanted but I think we've talked about that in several shows so what about like mundane things like that where we can judge a situation why would something like that happen in our life well again to dissect the judge so to say so yes if say someone a friend that you're really close to you hear a rumor that they're spreading some gossip about you right off the bat most people are going to be offended and they're going to be hurt and this is going to trigger whatever traumas they are carrying with them and so the person has a choice to be upset at bill we will call this person for spreading these rumors, but nothing has been clarified yet. And even if what these people are saying that Bill said is true, I want to start with just, you have three options here. You are either offended, and you're offended because it's a lie. And if it's a lie, then there's no need to put any more energy into it. Because anything that we feed, friction grows. So if it's a lie, first of all, just stay as neutral as possible. Here it is hearsay. Whether Bill said it or not is not important because it doesn't carry any weight of value of truth. So it will dissipate. The other is if it is true, then you need to look at that and why you have an issue with it. Well, some people say, well, I don't want people knowing my business. Well, again, if it's true, you need to reconsider moving forward in your life whether you want to continue doing that action because all of a sudden you don't like people talking about it. Well, that could be a message that maybe you shouldn't be doing actions that you don't want people talking about. See, again, this doesn't mean forever. (laughs) It could mean just a message because the person is doing something in a very small time frame that they don't feel exactly comfortable. More than likely, they're judging themselves. So see, this is an inward reflection, so to say, to see where we're caught in that judge role. And if we're judging ourselves at all, we will create our vibration to match an external situation to where we bring somebody in to judge us externally. So all external messages is for an internal action that's more than likely going on. 
So that would be the way to turn that inward and then see where you're judging yourself because you felt judged or you're feeling that you're being lied about in that drama that we created, somebody spreading a rumor. Well, then where are you not talking authentically? Where are you maybe talking out of two different sides and telling some people one story and telling other people another story? But the key is not that you're doing that those two different stories. The key is that you're really judging it and you're questioning on whether you should do it. So, again, external judgment or external dramas is more than likely a message for you to go internal and see where you're part of creating that with your perceptions on yourself. The third one is that it is true and you don't have an issue with it being shared. And somebody could come and say, oh, Bill's saying this about you, and you just go, well, that's okay because it's true. So the other two are the two resistance. We always have three choices. One is in harmony and two are in resistance. So the first one is in harmony. Like I said, that it's true. Okay, I don't mind that being shared. The second one is that it's true, but I don't want it to be shared. That's an internal resistance being created. And the third one is that it's false, and that's the one that should not be given any energy at all. So, see, we give so much energy to situations when we feel like there's a lie rather than like I said, not feeding it at all, not giving it any attention and just letting it die out. So normally with people, places, and things, those are the three main options that you'll be given if you're able to be in awareness rather than reaction. So in that instance where it's a lie and I'm neutral about it, or I stay neutral, I would tend to go up to Bill or ask to talk to him privately and just ask, did he say that? I would give him an opportunity to just clarify. Yeah, and that can be for like mental stimulation. But like I said, many times somebody might ask Bill why he's saying that and he give an answer and that not satisfy. I've just seen that very few times if somebody takes offense to something, there's very few times that an explanation is going to be given that is going to withdraw that offense. So that's part of the work is to just work on not being offended. And like I said, if it's true and you don't want it shared, then work with that. If it's false, then work with that. If it's true and you don't mind it shared, work with that. We have these options to pick and choose how we're going to respond or we don't have options because we just react. And normally our reactions have been trained to us through our family, our friends, and our society. And that is where most people live. And that is not the authentic self. That is what you have been taught to be. And we're working to break down all of those boundaries and bring people closer and closer to their authentic selves. And even though I may do that, I would still ask myself, why do I feel the need to ask Bill, to clarify with Bill? Yes, yes, because that's more important than really the answer. Because I happen to feel that you can work to the point where, yeah, you don't need to inquire. Just as you've worked through over the time we've been together, what just popped in my mind is the way that you view sports and how emotionally involved you used to be and how now you seem to be much better at watching a sporting event and maybe it's even your favorite team playing, but whether they lose or win, 
doesn't seem to have as drastic of an effect. But would you say that that's taken away any of your enjoyment of it? What would you say to that? I watch it more neutrally now, but I feel like people are attached to the high that you would get, the outward expression of joy after they win. But, of course, we've talked about the cost of this, which is that as much as you outwardly express the joy, you're going to outwardly, or at least inwardly, express the, the falls, the losses. And I got tired of being controlled that yes. way throughout my week, whether my favorite team won or lost. And now, like you said, whether they win or lose, I can shut it off and not think about it again. Right, right. And you've had to put effort into developing that, right, through basically these types of techniques. Yeah, I guess ever since I've met you, I mean, I think I've kind of started trailing it off, but it was such a huge part of my childhood being a Red Sox fan and them always getting close and losing and having to live on those lows is something that I don't want. So I will happily cut out those highs or not experience them as high just so I don't have to experience those. Yes, because when you're working on your core happiness, you don't need the extremes. And this work is about developing that core happiness and then just keeping things out of your life that pull on that happiness. So you don't have to seek any highs. That is one of the deepest little secrets about doing this type of work. And when you get two people together that know their individual core happiness, they're the two that have the most optimal chance at a conscious relationship and growing truly together. So that's where I work with people in the relationship consulting work is to understand that individual happiness and how important that is. And I think we discussed this on another episode on sacrifice and compromise. And it seemed to get a lot of an interest. Again, I feel like that this is going to be a, a hot one as well. That was very well said in the way you put that. Because I think as we do this work, we're seeking to not be stimulated or not need that happiness from external events or sources. And we're working towards creating our own internal contentment so that we're not relying on attachments to drive our happiness. So I I really like how you put that. I'm glad that you brought that up and said it that way, because I really feel like that is one of the main points of all this work. So as we are getting uh, close to the end of this, I wanted to touch upon, and you have a little bit here and there, but how can we prevent or how can we actively work on ourselves so that these events that happen we're not constantly asking why and we're doing the work and we're asking the internal whys how can we prevent them from draining our overall wellness and we should probably maybe go deeper on being the investigator versus the judge And maybe touch upon what the difference between those two are, and then maybe we can get into some of the pillars around that. Well, first of all, the difference between the investigator and the judge is the judge is the one internally that is saying, I should do this, or I shouldn't do this, or I shouldn't have done that, or I should do that. That's the judge, right or wrong. Very black and white, very little gray. The investigator is interested in the gray. Well... There's a lot of variables of whether something is so-called right or wrong. And this is where our legal system has a fault. And I'm not going to get into tearing down our legal system, but the variables are very important. And 
our court system set up with lawyers that get to pick who hears certain things and what things are heard. This gets down to where the variables are taken away. The emotional stuff is taken out. And the irony is that the emotions is what's driving almost all the crime. What was behind the person's intention to do it is very, very important and certainly not to justify anyone's actions. So when we're being that investigator, rather than going, I don't carry any jealousy. If somebody says, hey, do you carry jealousy? And you just say no. See, that's the judge. Yes or no, right or wrong. But the investigator goes, well, at first thought, I don't feel that I'm a jealous person but I'm sure that I've had jealous experiences throughout my life. And then to go inward, normally stillness is necessary to reflect inward, and you go back in your memories looking for when you have exhibited jealous behavior. And then you want to send that a different message that if you were jealous and you remember that, and maybe it was 10 years ago, You can send them a message energetically, wishing them well, wishing them prosperity, wishing them wellness, to change the vibration that has been locked in for so long. And see, even though you don't actively remember it, it's stored in our cells. Many times people in my sessions will say, oh, I'm over that. But we keep talking about it, and all of a sudden they're crying, and then they're really upset. And see, people think that when they stop thinking about something, that they're over it. And that's just very incorrect. Those cells are still stimulating. Those energies are still locked in. Whatever, 10 years ago, 15, 20, when you were a child. And so this is why this internal work is so useful, is to go in and change the actual vibration. See, this is back to physics and frequencies, And remembering that thought activates a vibration. And then if we don't get that thought worked out, it can create mayhem through these five different levels, just in the way that we see something. So when I say be the investigator, go find out where you have done whatever is being presented to you in that moment, rather than choosing to say, oh, I don't carry any of that. I've had relationships say, oh, I don't carry any jealousy. I'm not a jealous person. And then guess what? In about three years, we have an event, a situation, and now she's showing all this jealousy. And so, see, she just chose to view herself as she didn't have jealousy. But as soon as somebody was put into her life that she cared about to a different level, then a life event was created so that she could have that experience and see, no, this is what jealousy feels like. And see, the emotion can't be created unless it's already there. So there was jealousy she was carrying around from somewhere, but she more than likely blocked it, and it's more than likely affected every relationship she's had since that. So this is why that internal uncovering is so important. I wanted to bring in the everyone can be your teacher if you choose pillar because I feel like this episode has a lot to do with that. That's how we're suggesting people look at their life, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have five pillars in the Just Philosophy, and we've listed them on many, so I'm not going to go through all of them, but one of them is every person and every situation in your life can be your teacher. doesn't have to be. We have the so-called free will of how we 
perceive everything. But this internal view that we've been talking about consistently throughout this podcast is that, that you go into the investigator and you want to uncover why you're having this reaction that you're having. Rather than giving the energy to the external person, place, or thing that is stimulating it, resolve it internal, and the external has to, by physics, change. And so, see, that's why most people aren't experiencing things for the way that they're really happening. That happening is activating triggers, which brings emotions, which brings goggles to where the person can't see the experience clearly. And then they hold on to that view with their memory. And that may or may not have anything to do with what actually happened. So this is why you can get so many different perceptions when there are multiple people that have the same so-called experience is because of their triggers, their emotional triggers that they're viewing the experience through. Just as an honorable mention, I did want to bring in the first pillar around finding the divine order in the chaos because when we go through some traumatic events or some events where we're really questioning why is this happening to me, our faith is supposed to be there to, I don't want to say prevent us from asking those questions, but right. to almost be like a, like a wall to help us stand strong throughout, because we're going to go through events, but to help us and draw from, right? Yeah, and that's where faith and trust is such a big deal and why every issue normally begins in that spiritual level of doubt, that you leave that faith, you leave that trust that this is happening not to me, but for me. And that's just a big switch of attitude right there is that rather than this happening to me, it's happening for me to learn something, to bring myself closer to overall wellness. And that one perception shift from this is happening to me to this is happening for me can be life-altering. Sometimes even something as hard and challenging as a death You can either pine for that person and make your life hell and your relationships all around you deteriorate, or you can make all the relationships around you more special because of this loss. And see, that's another good example of just a change in perception, but the actual event isn't changing at all. So again, I will share the concept that our perception may truly only be our one true free will. Everything else, we are affected and we are challenged and fed through the senses, through our preferences and many things like that. So when you really break down how much free will we have, the one that is the most conscious and the most aware of all the things that we're discussing here is the one that truly has the most choice. So you want more freedom in your life. You want more choice You do this internal work, and it changes the way the external is viewed. I guess we will leave the listeners to chew on that little nugget. So, Alexander, thank you, and thank you to everybody as we have now surpassed the 100-episode marker. And at some point in the future, maybe we'll have a little celebration somehow, somewhere, 
really appreciate everybody listening because you guys are why we do this. Yes, so much uh, gratitude. I'm so thankful that Aaron brought that up. And we just want to ask you that if you do find value in this, please consider reaching out and giving back to us, whether that's monetary or whether it is liking us on every page that you can find us on, sharing it with your friends. I can't express personally how important that is to get this work out there because we just want to help people to grow and to step into overall wellness. So much love to everyone. And you can even support us by doing something for yourself. You can get a report from Alexander, an annual report for the Destiny Cards. You can find out your human design and even get a session with Alexander. So all those details are in the disclaimer at the end of this episode. Feel free to reach out to him if you need any of that. And with that, I just want to say you guys are doing a uh, great job sharing because our numbers are the highest they've ever been. And we continue to climb as more and more people become interested in this work. So much gratitude to you all. Stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness.
we appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T. P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verities Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L dot com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.